You need to embrace capitalism. It is this hope which is the lever of progress. My favorite Fed. To keep one's reactions warm and true. They attack us because we're over there. Is to have found the secret of perpetual youth. Man, you're too pretty to be a libertarian. And perpetual youth is salvation. Awesome. Let's rock and roll. Salutations, dudes and dudettes, stackers and kin. You are listening to a boy named Sue. That's Mr. C to you, a.k.a. Phil Gibson, only on the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast Network. And it's been a while since I've released an episode, but don't fret. I've been busy doing stuff like writing this Twitter thread that I'm going to go over with you today because, you know, people like content and I'm proud of this content. And this will kind of compensate for a lack of news made simple this week as well because there's a lot of topics in this one thread so let me whip out my handy dandy iphone close this laptop because it's a little distracting because the camera's right there but i want to look at the screen so you know things so before we get started of course want to thank the uh mavulous marvelous sponsor of the bitbox o2 hardware wallet because not your keys, not your cheese, all that good stuff. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, then you should know, take your goddamn Bitcoin off the exchange. Otherwise, it's not yours. And I mean, duh. Anyway, so I wrote a thread two weeks ago. I'm not sure, but it's it covers a lot. And it kind of started with a article from Zero Hedge talking about Basically, Europe wanting to mon- launder money through the IMF to bail out not just Ukraine and the failure of the Russia-Ukraine war, but also bail out the central banks in Europe, primarily the ECB, because they're bankrupt. And they want the Federal Reserve to continue being the lender of last and only resorts of the world. And as I've said countless times on the show, I don't know if you can see my colorful uh, shorts there. If not, I don't know. Ooh, was this is a good idea. Testing my joints. I don't know. Anyway, um, as I was saying, Federal Reserve is off the reservation, and they no longer want to be a part of of that. Right? They're about raising rates to destroy Europe because Europe is un- undermining it by the use of the offshore dollar market, which is testing the hegemony and power that the Federal Reserve has with the money printer. And the Fed is raising rates to basically assert its financial monetary independence from the rest of the world by going on to SOFR instead of LIBOR and all these other things and saying, screw you guys, I'm going home, Klaus Schwab. I'm done with all of this crazy ESG, new world order, Davos, World Economic Forum, monetary policy, because you want to get out the commercial banking sector. And the shareholders of the Federal Reserve are exactly that, the commercial banking sector. So let's get into it, shall we? And big shout out to Daniel D. Martina Booth, if you don't know who that is. She was a Federal Reserve insider for a while after she was on Wall Street, I believe, for a number of years. 
but somehow she saw my my twitter thread and she retweeted it saying thread alert in case you missed it or in case you missed it thread alert and that was just uh <laughs> it made my day and it's still making my day two weeks or whatever later so just kind of getting that like virtual stamp of approval saying that oh not only am i uh this tom Luongo who i heavily picked up inspiration of this thesis from but i've also gotten the okay from from Dana and Martina Booth. So that's pretty rad. But I wanted to share this thread with you because there's a lot of info that I want to get into it. So without further ado, let me first. I am like not a sponsor of the show, obviously, but I freaking love Fuji Apple sparkling water or clear American. You, you get these things, multiple flavors at Walmart, but Oh, so good. Natural flavor is probably going to give me cancer. YOLO. Anyway, let's, let's get into it. All right. So, uh, I think this is about 20 threads long. I don't know, whatever his Twitter. Anyway, so the article, as I mentioned earlier from Zero Hedge, had uh, the title, let's see here, loading up. Democrats demand $650 billion in IMF aid for Ukraine war relief in the form of SDRs. And the SDRs are, again, special drawing rights. It's the form of credits that are sitting at a account at the IMF. So you have to keep in mind that there's the IMF and the World Bank. And they're misnomers, right? You would think the World Bank is actually the bank of the world when it's really not. It's just kind of like the treasury or... I, I would think the global institution that manages the fiscal policy of like where that money goes, as opposed to just keeping money there. The IMF fund is more like the bank at where it holds, holds the SDRs, the credits. And every nation, I think primarily like a G7 nation is uh, a contributor to the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and the United States holds the majority of those of those funds. <clears throat> and again, this is about Europe just trying to, you know, dip their hands into your money, taxpayer money, <laughs> into bailing out the ECB. So let's get into it. With that being said, this is what Davos wants. And I'm just going to read this like verbatim by also fixing the typos, not read the typos out loud. I'll try. But I'm just going to read verbatim what I wrote my thread. So this is what Davos wants to take down the Federal Reserve because the Fed, as I already mentioned, is off the reservation and has decided it's no longer going to be the central bank to bail out the world. Continuing, Congress is using these headlines to force the idea of the IMF being the central bank of the world into the zeitgeist. Because if the Fed's going to be off the reservation, they're going to need a lender of only resort. So my, why not make it the IMF and steal what they can from the United States taxpayer money and just go from there. So the $650 billion is the amount the U.S. contributes in the SDR pool at the IMF, which coincidentally is the exact same amount that NATO had demanded Russia pay Ukraine for war, war reparations. Anyway, 
And this is why it's important to understand the strict delineation between monetary, the Fed, and fiscal policy, or Congress and the globalist ilk. So again, Congress, remember, all this is about making one side look better than the other in capital flight. Congress wants the US credibility destroyed by making embarrassingly unpopular fiscal decisions, making investing in the United States unattractive. If this happens, capital flight will go back into Europe rather than the US, which would cause the US economy to crash instead of the EU. It's all about capital flight and a race to the bottom. It's just musical chairs. <laughs> Who's the last standing? Who is the last fiat standing, rather? That's the war that's at play here. So this is why the Fed is doing what it's doing monetarily, by raising rates and divorcing itself from LIBOR and indexing all new debt as of January 2022, this year, to SOFR. This is how they managed to survive and destroy the euro, as we have been seeing. So. Personally, I would much prefer America and the Federal Reserve to come out on top of this rather than Davos. And again, remember, Davos is simply World Economic Forum, EU, and their IMF-issued global CBDC panopticon. So whatever you think is awful about China, they want to take that to the nth degree. So the Fed is more likely to build their financial infrastructure on top of Bitcoin as well. That's why I'd rather be on their side. And I mentioned this multiple times on the show, or at least once. But there have been multiple studies published by the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland and St. Louis championing Bitcoin, of it being green, energy efficient, how it's just more efficient for payments. And I mean, they're, they're taking this stuff seriously, guys. You got to keep that in mind. So needless to say, the Federal Reserve plans to tighten, increase rates, and strengthen the dollar to destroy Europe and assert its financial dominance and independence from LIBOR and the offshore dollar markets. And that's playing out in real time every day. So in response to the political pressure from Congress and Davos, Fed is reacting by enforcing counterpressures through tight monetary policy to combat Davos's loose monetary policy. And at this time, the Fed is that political pressure. And the Fed is trying to collapse the offshore dollar markets to get control of the U.S. monetary policy and make it more domestically focused and punish Congress and Davos for trying to take political control of the Fed by steering the agenda towards climate change. And you can just go back and find these interviews of central bankers, uh, Christine Lagarde and, and, and Penn, uh, Penn Powell, and just them bringing up these ideas. And Powell's like, no, we're not for that. You can tell that in his mannerisms. Because all this ESG narrative is not in the best interest of JP Morgan and their clients. And when it comes to uh, shareholder activist rights, I mean, it's economic suicide. It really is. And that is what the plan of Davos 
is, is to destroy private generated capital and have some globalist slash corporation Leviathan that destroys the notion of nation states. That's what their goal is. Anyway, that's my place here. Furthermore, even vice chair of the Federal Reserve, Leo Brainerd, and as I've mentioned this in the past on the show before, Leo Brainerd said a CBDC would be detrimental for the United States banking sector. And the banks are the shareholders of the Fed. And so a CBDC would render them completely powerless and castrate the Federal Reserve system system's uh, power entirely, which again is what Dados wants. I mean, as much as you and I don't want a CBDC, neither does the commercial banking sector, right? Because their job would be just rendered completely useless, as I said, right? And you wouldn't have complete control of your money. And I think the banks actually want their customers to have a pleasurable experience with their banking. And I don't think a, a credit issue by, by, by the Federal Reserve from the diktat of the IMF would, would really do that. I mean, you wouldn't have control of your money whatsoever. They want to do away with cash, which again is why, shout out to the sponsor, um, the Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto. You can take control of your money, self-custody. That's key. So go to shiftcrypto.com. No, what is it? Shiftcrypto.ce. Promo code BMS. Uh, Bitcoin made simple. Uh, and get five uh, percent off. Sorry, I, it's it's late for me. Today's my Sunday. That really sucks. I'm so over this dumb work schedule. Anyway, almost done here. It's gonna be a short episode. I'm gonna try at least, unless if uh, unless if I go, go on a rant. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh, so disrespectful to the listeners and watchers i i will i will post this thread in the show notes because there is some great information and, and links that i that i um included if you really want to go down the rabbit hole and do some deep diving there but uh, regardless this is your friendly reminder to rate subscribe if you say the best things they come in threes like rate subscribe if you if you rate it five stars, we can raise the bar. Subscribe so you can stay in tune. And don't forget at the very end to leave a nice review. Something like I love you, Sue. Rate, subscribe, review, please. Thank you. Not your keys, not your coin. If you're in Bitcoin and you haven't heard this, you're hearing it now. The value proposition of Bitcoin is that you are your own bank. You take complete self-custody of this thing and you don't need to trust anyone but yourself. As Uncle Ben says, with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm pretty sure that all you Bitcoiner dudes and ladies out there can put on 
your grown-up pants and take self-custody. Honestly, one of the best options is the Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto. Because it's just sleek and voluptuous and lovely. And it's user-friendly. And that's what we want out of Bitcoin. We want to be able to store Bitcoin, access it, use it in a way that a toddler can. And that's pretty much what you're getting from the Bitbox O2. You've got your cold storage on a hardware device. And you can sleep soundly at night knowing that you're your own bank and no one else can come and steal your Bitcoin. And that's all possible with Ship Crypto's Bitbox O2. So if you want to put on your big boy and big girl pants and be a good Bitcoiner and actually own your money, as opposed to putting it on an exchange or a bank, let's just call them for what they are, a bank, where they're rehypothecating that Bitcoin. And again, this isn't your Bitcoin. If you put it on there, it's theirs. And so it's not your money they're losing, it's their money they're losing because they're trying to use that Bitcoin to make more money, take the spread, the VIG, if you will. And honestly, they go tits up because they're bad actors and they don't care about you and your wealth because when your Bitcoin's with them, it's no longer yours. So if you want to bypass all of that, Go to shiftcrypto.ch and snag yourself a Bitbox O2. Use the promo code BITCOINMADESIMPLE, all caps, no spaces, for 5% off a Bitbox O2 from shiftcrypto.ch. Because self-custody is self-sovereignty. Get that Bitcoin in the right hands. Your hands. Let's just get into, uh, into depth of of why CBDC won't be in the in the best interest of the banks, okay? So this is on a um, Wall Street, from a Wall Street on Parade article, and I think I read this uh, exact part on a Newsday Simple episode a couple, few weeks back, but a CBDC would allow the Federal Reserve to compete for deposits with credit unions and banks. The letter correctly assesses the downside of such a move as follows. So this is from what a coalition of credit unions and banks and central bankers of the Fed came and decided by consensus. So, and I quote, private money is created through financial intermediation by banks and credit unions. The process in which financial institutions take deposits and lend them out and invest those deposits. Private money is used by financial institutions to provide funding for businesses and consumers and thus supports economic growth. Here's the, the kicker. Introducing a CBDC will be a deliberate decision to shift some volume of private money to public money and potentially devastating consequences for the cost and availability of credit for consumers and businesses. In some, the savings of businesses and consumers would no longer be, um, would no longer fund the assets of banks primarily loans, but instead would fund the assets of the Federal Reserve, primarily securities issued by the Treasury Department, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. In, in a similar vein, in effect, a CBDC will serve as an advantage competitor to retail bank deposits that will move money away from banks and into accounts at the Federal Reserve, where the funds can be lent back into the economy. These deposits account 
these deposit accounts represent 71% of bank funding today. So Davos basically wants to destroy the commercial banking sector because the commercial banking sector by giving out loans is how they basically create money and credit everywhere else. I mean, they can do it in Europe too. But again, we're talking about dollar hegemony and all their debts denominated in dollars. And they basically want to gain control of that monetary transmission mechanism. And they basically want Congress to pass legislation to gut that out. Good luck trying to destroy the largest lobby consortium in America. So back to the threat, understand the Fed is not tightening to combat inflation. It's doing so out of survival to preserve its credibility. They don't care about the markets. They might say they care about the markets, but they need to go step by step. They want to have the markets like low enough or high enough by, by make sure the portfolio managers at JP Morgan and the other banks can take advantage of these opportunities to fulfill the fiduciary duties of their clients. And so just raising, I, I'm finally understanding this, raising rates, like we, the Fed just raised 75 bips. But going that full 100, like I wanted stupidly, <laughs> going that full 100 or 125 or whatever isn't in the best interest of what the banks want to do for their clients, I think. So I think Powell is just using these narratives and this rhetoric to ease into this transition of fully asserting monetary dominance, but also throwing the banks a bone where they can take profits for their uh, for their customers when they can because they're they're managing portfolios and again it's about them doing their fiduciary duty so this is just a very very rational cool calm collected approach that Powell and his handlers whether it's Jamie Diamond or whoever is telling him to do so uh, where I where I go yeah, they don't care about the markets. They just care about the banks and their power, which is what will preserve a strong U.S. capitalist system. I know it's not perfect. Capitalism under a Bitcoin standard is the goal, but baby steps. We can't just flip a switch and have a Bitcoin standard. And again, these points that I'm laying out here, why the Fed is doing what it's doing and making sure that its shareholders, the banks get theirs, are those baby steps to really bring Bitcoin into monetary legitimacy because the Fed's gonna need it to preserve its credibility. Having a basket of gold and maybe a mixture of Bitcoin back in US treasuries. I mean, what better way to establish the credibility of the United States than build your monetary infrastructure on sound money? And I know this doesn't, I understand that they are central planners at the end of the day. And if Bitcoin skyrocketed and gold skyrocketed, it might be too soon. I mean, gold holders, Bitcoin holders would win at the end of the day, but you have to understand like where the Fed's coming from. So that's probably why they're using paper markets and Bitcoin and, and, and gold to 
manipulate the price of how hard sound assets get as much as possible and ease into this transition for them. So they can build back better on the Fed's terms, for lack of better expression. Going back to the thread here. And let's see here. So Federal Reserve policy by Powell will collapse the offshore dollar markets due to getting control of US monetary policy, making it more domestically focused. Again, switching from LIBOR to SOFR. Such policy will punish Congress and Davos from taking political control of the Fed. Because again, that's what they want to do. Davos wants the power of the monetary transmission mechanism. And then just one last point regarding $650 billion uh, contribution of IMF SDRs by the US. As I already mentioned, this might be redundant, but Davos found a way to make the US bail out the global banking system once again by laundering US SDR reserves through Ukraine to bail out said zombie Eurozone banks, because that's what they are. And this is going to slow roll the idea of the IMF as a lender of last resort. Not that Fed has anything to say about it. So, not exactly a news made simple. However, whatever happened this past week, whether it's 75 basis points or you know the 9.1% inflation print, it's or whatever the GDP print's going to be. I haven't been paying attention to that. I don't know when, if it's been released or if it's going to be, or when it's going to be. But just taking a step back and understanding what's happening on a global level and who's on whose side and what their incentives are and what their ultimate goals are and what they're trying to achieve, that's what matters. Otherwise, if you just think money printing to go burr, fed bad, Bitcoin's going to win. That's great, but it's not a great argument. It's the same argument Peter Schiff makes as he sits on his gold and tries to keep his business afloat and saying that gold's going to win eventually. Sound money's going to win eventually. No shit, Sherlock. But if you want to have an honest, valid opinion, then pay attention to this stuff. Otherwise, go do other things with your life. And don't have a voice in the space. That sounds harsh and cruel. I get it. But I can't take you seriously. If you just keep running the same arguably NPC narrative. And this is what, what I hope to see more macro analysts talk about. Nuance is key. And that's what I try to bring to the show in this network. So with that said, <laughs> uh, happy Friday. Hopefully I can get this episode out. It's live on YouTube, so you can check that out. Uh, but happy Friday. Uh, what's today? July... <sighs> July 29th. Happy, happy Friday. Enjoy the weekend. Hope you're having a great summer. And you're staying afloat during these uh, chaotic times. I think it's we're we're gonna go into some interesting 
times, for lack of a better word, for better and for worse. But yeah, this has been a boy named Sue. My name is Phil Gibson, as always. I'll include the thread that I made on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Sue. If you have any more questions, just hit me up in the DMs. I'll try to answer them as best as I, as I can. I do have some episodes planned, interviews that I'm going to take care of. It's kind of slow for summer, though, so hopefully some of y'all can go out and have vacations with your friends and family and whatnot. But I do appreciate you guys tuning in. And um, it's it really has been a, a great experience and uh, and blessing to be a part of the Bitcoin Made Simple podcast network with Luke and Corey. They're great dudes, and I'm very fortunate to have what large little of a platform on here. So I hope you guys have been enjoying what I've been contributing, and I love love your listens. Uh, so with that said, as always. Phil Gibson and Mr. Sue, M-R-P-S-E-U. I'll leave links to the, the thread and just stay tuned. And as always. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is my slogan? You're like, Phil, wake up. Mm. Let me take one more drink. All right. I think it's back now. (laughs) Remember to own your failure because God knows so-called leaders do not. Peace out, Sayonara. Another big thank you to our sponsorship, Crypto.ce. Till next time. So